back to the Women in Sport podcast. We're so excited to return with the latest episode and we've had some really good feedback on everything so far and a few people have got in touch to talk about some things that they want to discuss on the podcast, which is great. So please keep sending us your feedback and telling us um, the issues that you really want to chat about. Today we're going to be talking about challenge events. Um, We have had a few people have got in touch saying I'm looking to get into running or I'm looking to do a new event, maybe a 10k, 5k or or something bigger. So we're going to be chatting to two people who have been doing events or are doing events, are planning to do events on I guess two sides of that scale, um, whether that's running or, or something bigger. So firstly we have Ruth. Ruth Martin from House of Sport. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Ruth? Yeah, for sure. So I work at House of Sport. I'm the communications and operations officer here, which is a great job. Love it. Um, I've been here since April and love running about the house, but also my big passion is running outside. Got into doing that about 12 years ago, I think. Um, and if I'm not at work or traveling to work or getting home from work, you can usually find me running somewhere. And Jess, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, hi. So I am part of Girls Who Dare, which is a crew that is going to row across the Pacific next year. So we're going to row from San Francisco to Hawaii, which is 2,400 miles. Um, the world record is 50 days for a women's boat, in, for a women's crew in the boat that we're going to row in. And we are going to try and beat that. And where are you so far in the process? Sure, so we um, came together as a crew back in January, so we've been working on this now for about nine months. Um, the, <laughs> the trajectory that we have been on, or are currently on, is just amazing. So we are, we've got some sponsors in place, we're close to buying a boat, looking for more sponsors. Um, but yeah, we're training hard, promoting on social media, and it's just been the most epic journey already. And uh, when you're training, are you just doing it indoor at the moment? So yeah, geographically, we are spread quite broadly. So across, um, well, two of us are in London, um, one girl is in Oxfordshire. Um, so it does make it hard to get out and train as a crew. Um, so there is a lot of solitary training at the moment on rowing machines in the gym, which isn't always the most fun activity but it is simply a case of getting it done, building that resilience as well, which is obviously going to be crucial when we're out on the Pacific rowing two hours on, two hours off, and you're never going to miss a shift out there. And how did you guys meet each other? Um, So I was brought into the crew by Anna. So a couple of years ago, Anna and I rode across the Irish Sea together. So that was one day, whale to Ireland, kind of minuscule in the context of what we're about to do. Um, And we got to the other side and kind of thought it was quite fun and our logic was that if one day was fun 50 days would be 50 times the fun um I'll let you know about that (laughs) and so Anna um Anna was introduced to Kat um Anna brought me into the crew and we are currently um recruiting our fourth member amazing and Ruth I know just from chatting to you that you run every morning into work part the way because you don't technically live in London so when did you start doing that how did you get into that and and where where's your running now so when I started running I'd always been quite active so used to do a lot of walking was outside a lot swimming and then I was 
when I'd finished university, I was working as a waitress part-time and I just really wanted to get home faster. So I was walking, with all my shopping, I was covered in waitress crumbs, as I was then, um, and I just decided I wanted to get home faster, so I decided that I'd, I'd run. So I just ran, 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 and it was probably about half a mile, probably not even that. And I got to um, my house, and my housemates let me in, they said, are you okay? And I was like, yep, I've just been running. And it was the most amazing kind of revelation to me that I could could run. Um, and then from that day, I just started a little bit at a time. I had no idea about running. So we'd just go out the front door and run a bit, and I found it amazing. And every, every time I went running, I would add a little bit more until I'd had like, a, had a route that I was going on and I was like this is amazing and it was the first time in my life that I felt like really that I'd found something that was what I was what I was meant to do for for ages really and that I felt really um positive and had like really good days when I went running and so that was the start of it and then from there I just kind of built and built and I remember doing my first 5k in Hyde Park um, was terrified there's thousands of people and I was like I'm not going to be able to do it even though in my training I was up to sort of 10k but in a race environment I was like I won't be able to do it and there's a lady at the start and she was you're going to be fine and got round and I was like a beetroot at the end but I, I felt really um, I don't know it's, I was so uplifted at the end of that race that it was something that I wanted to carry on doing and so from that first 5k I then started doing 10Ks and half marathons and now running is such an integral part of my life so whatever kind of job I have wherever I am in my day there's always room for a bit of running so now where I live I run from my house to the station get on a train for about 40 minutes and then get off the train and then run into work and that's that's the start of my day which is what I really like are you are you part of a running club at all? So officially I am, and part of St Albans Striders, which is a great running club. Uh, if you're in the Hertfordshire area, come and join us. Um, really inclusive, represent them when I do races. Um, I think because I also work in London, sometimes it's hard to get to training sessions. Um, but yeah, being part of a running club is, is great. And I also run with uh, Tribe, who are a charity based in London. They do lots of community events around um, running, community. They also make amazing protein bars. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. And if you could give some advice to someone who is looking to start running, I know it's almost like you found it by accident. Yeah. Um, what, would you, what would you tell them? I would say if, you're, if you want to do it, if you're interested in doing it, then just get outside and do it um, I think it's really good maybe to follow sort of plans that we were talking earlier about couch to 5k plans they're really helpful and I think once you get outside and do it don't be afraid so you might start running and think oh my god this is awful because you can't breathe and it can be really tough and even now even though I've been running for years and years and years those first 10 minutes when you start can almost be like I can't run anymore um, so you just have to get through that initial uncomfortable feeling and running you'll have good running days and bad running days but I think just just start and there's so much kind of 
online resources and people that you can talk to. Um, so many groups, especially in London now, that are free to join and you can go and try out different things. Just do it. It's amazing. And Jess, how did you get into rowing? So I actually wasn't particularly sporty growing up. I thought it was all a bit of a faff with the sort of sweaty hair and the going red. And just didn't, it, it wasn't my thing. Um, I fell really ill in my second year of university. So I got bitten on my leg. I had a flesh-eating disease. Um, I was in hospital for the best part of three weeks. And to be honest, I was lucky to, I was lucky to get out of there at all, but especially with both legs intact. Um, so I was 20 at the time, and I think having such a kind of serious experience at that age, it really does change you. And as part of my kind of rehabilitation from that, I kind of found exercise was sort of my, almost my salvation in a way. It was kind of a way of reclaiming my body after the, the bacteria had left. Um, and I think that when you recover from something like that, and people hadn't really expected it of me, kind of realized well if I can do that what else can I do and that's really what started me off so um, I rode at university I have since gone on as I said to row across the Irish Sea I've raced at some international regattas um, I've climbed a mountain in Nepal I've done a triath like an ultra triathlon in Malawi so I've slowly slowly built up and I'm sure that you you find this as well but these endurance events they become a little bit addictive um, so you're kind of, once you're done with one, you're sort of looking for your next hit in a way. Um, and that's how I, how I really got sucked into the Pacific Row. Cool. Well, what is, you know, I know you're sort of looking ahead now to that big rowing challenge, mm. and that's obviously a pretty big one. What do you have your eye on next? Oh, my gosh. Um, so my mum is like, no more after this. This, this is it. I think, like I say, they are addictive, and I am absolutely positive that will be something else. Um, I've actually never done a marathon, so I might might just do might do that. Um, I, I know there will be something else, but to be honest, this challenge is so huge that I don't think any of us in the crew are really looking beyond it. Um, it's a bigger undertaking than any of us imagined from the sponsorship, um, the charities getting the corporate sponsorship. Um, we're supporting women in sport and Mates in Mind as our two as our two charities, which is great. Um, but we're really just trying to get as much publicity behind us to support the charities and also to kind of spread really what's behind our crew name, so Girls Who Dare, and our tagline is Dream Dare Do. And we do just want to encourage girls, women, to kind of to dream big, to set goals, and to have the courage to go out and pursue them. And I think sort of listening to what you were saying about the running, you're capable of so much more than you truly believe and sort of letting go of those limiting beliefs almost. And Ruth, at school, were you similar to Jess? Did you dislike sport? What was your relationship with sports school? Um, I didn't dis... I loved being outside. Like, that was my drive. More being outside than actually being at school. Um, but for me, PE was definitely not a fun an hour of my time um, I think at my school unless you were very kind of talented particularly at tennis very random um, you weren't kind of 
encouraged and I remember there was one day that we we lit our school was had like a really nice kind of countryside behind it and everything and there was one day in all of my four years at senior school that it was decided we'd do a cross-country run so we went out the back of the school and down the hill and, I, and th again I should have remembered from that experience that I really loved that PE PE lesson because um, we just got to go and run but apart from that I was not specifically into any any sport at all until running came along what's your next challenge so I have found um, for me personally and I think people will find with with relationships with running that they might find a distance that they really like um, that they're comfortable with and actually they can achieve amazing things but for me um, I've discovered that I really like going further and further and further. Um, so this year I did my first ultra in January, which was 47 miles, very random amount. I don't know why they couldn't make it 50. Um, and really loved that, even though in the last couple of miles I felt slightly delusional. Um, but as soon as, like you were saying, as soon as I finished, I was like, right, what can I do next? What can I do next? Um, so at the end of this year, well, it's the end of November, um, with Tribe, we are going for six days to the Azores to do 280 kilometres over the six days um, with quite a lot of elevation, I'm told. So for me, that is definitely by far the biggest challenge I've ever done. So I've done, I've done marathons and I've done multiple marathons in a week, but I've never done six days of back-to-back -back running where you're pretty much climbing up volcanoes and mountains. And so I'm in equal measures, really excited, but also terrified. I think my mum is quite scared that I'm going to fall off the side of a rock, but <laughs> hopefully it'll be fine. And is there is there something that you've got your eye on in terms of, uh, you know, I know that's a big one, but bigger than that, like further down the line, what are the, like, are there small things every day that you think, I just need to make sure I do 5K today? Or yeah. is it, I need to make sure that by 2025, I've done an Ironman, you know? Is it, how do you, how do you set yourself challenges like that? I think I'm very much, I see things that are happening that really excite me. So there's a, there's a race in Scotland. It's called the Cape, Cape Roth Ultra. I'm probably not saying that right because I'm not Scottish, but it's, um, it's seven days and you're just in the Scottish Highlands of running climbing and sleeping in tents and all those things so that happens happens every two years because they don't want to kind of disturb the landscape too much so that's definitely on the list um and i think it is the more you do the more you kind of want to do and i think you're so right in that your body is so much more capable than you give it credit for um it's your, your mind will tell you to stop before your body is actually physically ready to and i think it's accepting that and I managed to get my parents both into running. In fact, my entire family now runs because they got so bored of coming to races and just watching me. Um, and I think for them, I kind of tell them, oh, because they say, oh, we're so tired. We went for this long run. We're really tired. And it's about accepting that level of kind of tiredness and thinking it's okay. Don't fear being tired mm. physically because you can you can carry on and keep going. And Jess, is, is there ever a moment that you've had that sort of same feeling of like, what, what, is there only be a time where you thought, oh God, I really can't do this anymore, I just want to quit?
um, so last last week, to be honest, I it was the first time since January that I've really struggled with the training. My legs just felt almost a little bit swollen with overtraining, almost, um, and that was tough because you are, like I say, you're. We're all working full time, so I probably work ten, twelve hours a day trying to train sometimes twice a day so before and after work trying to do the social media the admin the learning that's going into this row and just combining all of that it does leave you pretty exhausted um and definitely getting an adequate recovery is hard i think that's probably why i suffered last week um but it is at the same time i feel so incredibly lucky that i'm getting to do this like the support that we've had kind of from all different people has been unbelievable and I was chatting to Kat one of my crewmates the other day and it almost feels like now we've had so much support come through that we kind of owe it to our supporters as well to keep going um, and when you think of the messaging behind what we're doing as well I think it is sort of like, like you were saying knowing that you will be tired but that it's not a bad thing, like you can push through it. And sort of being sensible, because obviously we don't want to get injured. Um, but yeah, you are, you really are capable of more than you would ever imagine. And for people that want to support you guys or donate, obviously yeah. some of the funds will go to women in sport as well. What's the best way to kind of follow the journey and get involved as well? Sure, so we're on um, Instagram as dare. Our website is dreamdaredo.org.uk. Um, please do follow us, follow our journey. Um, links to donations are through that as well. Um, and yeah, it, please do get in touch with us because it's the best thing when we hear from people about what they're up to as well. Um, and we, yeah, we always reply. We've built some great friends over social media, which has been fantastic. And are there many other crews doing, doing it as well? So at the moment, there are four crews signed up to the race. It's called the Great Pacific Race. I believe there are a couple more coming on. Um, but yeah, there are more people who've climbed Everest than have rode an ocean, which is a statistic that I absolutely love. Um, and when you look at the split between oceans as well, far more have done the Atlantic than the Pacific, um, possibly for good reason. <laughs> But it is, it's very cool because it is a very small number of people who've done this. Um, so we're not sort of, we're not like setting records, but it's really, really exciting that we are following a path that isn't particularly well trodden. And Ruth, do you think you'll be taking on a, a Pacific row anytime soon? <laughs> Maybe if you could uh, run across the Pacific, that would be uh... <laughs> Quite interesting. There's a there's a guy at the moment who is running barefoot from Land's End to John O'Groats to raise awareness about sustainability. So he's running about thirty miles a day barefoot. Um, wow. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Pretty cool dude who has also got rid of all of the chairs in his house. Um, yeah, he calls it ground living, which I find really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Um, yeah, I think just more running challenges. Yeah. And so hopefully, Jess, we will be chatting to you, when is it? November, did you say, 2020? So it's next June. Next um, June, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And what I would say, because I feel like we've spoken so much about this epic challenge, 
But I think that actually you can have that feeling whether you're on the start line of a 5K race or about to go in Ruination. And it is just about sort of taking those small steps that challenge you. Um, it doesn't need to be something quite Massive. as grand. Yeah. So hopefully July 2020 will be getting you in and hearing all about how the challenge goes. Absolutely. Maybe maybe hobbling in up, up the stairs to the office. And Quite possibly. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys. It's been great to talk about. And hopefully there's some ideas, um, some not too crazy ideas that some people can, can get on board with. And, and if anyone also has any um, great um, sort of methods, maybe Couch to 5K or any other clubs, please get in touch and we can share them on our social media because, you know, the main goal of us as an organisation is to ensure that women and girls are getting the opportunity to take part in physical activity and sport. And it's really important that we share what other people are doing and not just, you know, the, the insight and the campaigns and the work that we do. So thanks very much for listening as usual. And um, please get in touch and let us know what you think.